Hello. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon. Good, you lot can't hear it at home, but I see it every time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the first ever. No one has ever done this before. Anyway, uh, Euros podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. This is the first time we're ever doing it. This is the first major tournament since we started the podcast that we're going to be doing. Uh, so we're very, very excited for that. Uh, very looking forward to it. So Today's episode, basically what it is, we're going to look through the recent England announcement, squad announcement. We're going to do a rough overview of what we think of that. We're not going to go into too much detail because next week we're going to go full in on the majority of teams that are going into the Euros. Today is basically just seeing how we're all feeling. Uh, We've got, as we're recording this, in about 50 minutes, England are doing their first friendly against Austria. So... We're recording this, uh, waiting for Jesse Lingard to score a hat-trick. Um, by the way, if that actually <laughs> happens, by the way, I am Mystic Meg. I'm putting I'm putting lottery numbers on this weekend, just saying. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. Uh, and then what we're going to do, there's a few talking points that have happened since all in announcement around Euro, the uh, Euro, Euros uh, of some certain players that have been included, some players that have excluded from some of their nation's teams. So we're just going to do a rough through that. And then uh, we're going to do something a bit fun at the end. So here we go. Each group has four teams, as we all know. There's four of us on this podcast. And instead of us going, Dipsy, that's mine, I have on my phone to the right here, uh, here a spinning wheel. By the way, if you've watched the award show or anything recently, you know I do love my spinning wheel. Um, so what we're going to be doing is I'm going to spin it. Someone's going to shout out who they, uh, whoever wants to go first. And whoever that lands on, it's their team for the group stage once it gets through the group stage and we get to the knockout phases we're going to do something a little bit different Um, these guys already know what it is uh, but we will get to that for you guys when we get to it so by the way it's coming home with my bucket of vindaloo by the way i can't wait for those songs songs come back out again fucking love it um they must get they must earn so much money for royalties every two years two or four two to four years they must earn so much money anyway Mm -hmm. where on earth are you from from? do you put the kettle on anyway uh so i love that bit uh so right let's get through it uh england selection uh let's go through goalkeepers we're gonna go through it by positions. I'm going to say the position and I want you guys' reaction to it and we will say what we think about that instead of me reading the whole thing out and then trying to remember where we went through. So I thought I'd do it in stages that will make it easier to everyone that's listening at home or on the train or on the way to work or whatever you're doing or you're watching this. Uh, Thank you. If you are watching this, don't forget to subscribe. Like the video as well. Go share it. If you're listening to this as well, don't forget to follow as well. Uh, I know that there's a few people I work with that are now deciding to uh, subscribe and watch us. So I would say I'm going to have to be careful what I say because people at my now work are now watching it, but it's me. So probably not. Uh, So goalkeepers, Uh, three goalkeepers are going to the Euros. Matthew, uh, Adam and uh, fucking hell. I've literally been speaking to you guys like all day today and I've forgotten all of your names within a minute. Uh, (laughs) Dean uh, Henderson, Sam Johnston and Jordan Pickford have all been picked. Uh, Right choices for the three. Because I think I think if I am correct, you have to have the minimum of three goalkeepers going into a tournament. 
if I am right, oops, or a bit of Adam's lead action there. If you lot are watching this, be prepared. Sauciness is happening. Sauciness. Um, I need to my legs, basically. I'm getting tired. They, they, they are some <laughs> saucy, hairy legs. Hairy ginger legs. you got to love it. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston and Jordan Pickford. Uh, are they the correct choices to be the three goalkeepers going into the Euros? Yeah, I think I so. Think. I think. Yeah. I think it, it's a shame that Nick Pope isn't going, but I think it would have been even more of a disaster if Pickford wasn't going because of the way that we play. I mean, if you looked at the way that Pope played, was it against? Who was it against? I can't remember who it was, and his kicking wasn't very good, but that's to be, that's, you know, that's to be expected, really, with um, Burnley's style of play. So mm. I don't blame him necessarily, but. I can't remember what game it was, but Pope did start a game. I want game to say Poland. I thought it was like some sort of like Albania or something, but I can't Could remember. Be. Uh, one of them. They're... But yeah, I think, I think it's, the right, it's the right choice. I mean, Ramsdale, I mean, I think I would have had Johnson over Ramsdale, so yeah. I think Ramsdale would have had a good shot because he had a very good end Six months, I would say, for Sheffield United. He won their player of the year, bearing in mind, let's do that as well, um, which goes to show how shocking uh, them lot have been um, all season. Uh, it just goes to show how much he improved um, throughout as well. Sam Johnson as well uh, faced the most shots in the Premier League, uh, most saves, sorry, in the Premier League this season um, compared to other goalkeepers. Matthew, I'll go to you. Right choices for the three goalkeepers. Um, and if, if, if one of them... Had to go. Who would you replace him by? Um, I think Johnson and Ramsdale were sort of like you know not neck to neck, but it was either one of those two that were going to go. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I just I feel like we haven't got like broad choices for goalkeeper, but I think we've chosen the best ones. So yeah, I I, I completely agree. David, you just think the same thing, and I'm going to ask you, and everyone get prepared for the same things. I'm going to ask you you two as well, uh, and I'll answer it as well. Um. Who starts? I think experience-wise for um, major tournaments, got to be Pickford. But Henderson has um, had a fantastic season at Manchester United and sort of could be sort of... um, thinking he may have a shout at the starting, but I think, yeah, experience-wise, I, I think Pickford. Adam? Pickford, 100%. I mean, you look at the previous goalkeepers that we've had with Joe Hart, who wasn't fantastic. Um, you know, he was getting all hyped up in the tunnel and then mm. he just failed to perform and, and made mistakes. And with Pickford, he hasn't made a massive mistake yet. Now, the thing is, the fact that he hasn't made a mistake yet is quite impressive to me because the England goalkeeping position is a poison chalice. You think of Scott Carson mm. versus Croatia. You think of mm. Robert Green versus the USA. You think of Paul Robinson as well versus Croatia, where he, you know, pretty much did an air kick and and, and let in a known goal. So I'm I'm happy with Pickford. He he's, he seems to have the right level of confidence, and we need that confidence in there if he's to put in assured performances and also his distribution. And to me, uh, he 100% has to start. You could also put in there David Seaman against Brazil. Um, Ronaldinho free kick. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Another one, uh, Matthew. Uh, go to you. Who, who's your who's your number one pick? Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's got to be Pickford. In my opinion, I thought he's most experienced, and I feel like that on his day, he's still a really good keeper. And I think that you know the other two could be first choice, but I don't think this is their time now. Um, I feel like it's Pickford now. I feel like that them two are our future, and it, it looks quite promising. Uh, right, defenders. Let's get to, uh, for me. Um, it is very much um, between. Look, Dean Henderson, for me, is someone that I think is the future of England and Man United. For someone to go back to Man United after, what was it, after Sheffield United go back to Man United and sort of deplace David De Gea, who has been number one at Man United for about eight or nine years. And that game against Liverpool as well flips it on the other side where I don't know where Henderson was standing for Salah's goal, but he was definitely not in the goal um, for it. So... I think it's a straight shootout between Pickford and Henderson. If I'm Southgate, and we all know Southgate goes with loyalty to himself uh, and who has done well for him in the past, Pickford's going to be number one. He's also got number one on the back of his kit um, for the Euros as well. So he's going to be number one. And I think if Jordan Pickford makes a mistake, I think I don't think Southgate would be shy of shoving Henderson in and relying on Henderson. So... It's all about maybe for once we have good goalkeepers. Uh, for once, maybe I've probably fucking poisoned that now, anyway. Um, right, let's move on to defenders. Uh, we got uh, someone that everyone thought was gonna miss out, but it got in Trent Alexander Arnold, Ben Chilwell, Connor Cody, Reese James, Harry Maguire, Tyron Mings. <sighs> Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier and Carl Walker are all of the defence players going into the Euros. Uh, what did you guys make of that? Um, who should have been in? Who shouldn't have been in? Um, by the way, this is not us before we go anywhere. Uh, this is not us criticising Southgate for whatever. This is our personal opinion. Whatever Southgate does, we're 100% going to back him because he's the guy and I want him to wear a waistcoat because I need... Yes, yeah, man back again. Um, so what are you guys thinking about defense? Who got in that shouldn't have got in? Who got in that surprised you? Uh, Matthew, I'm gonna go to you first. Well, I mean, kind of, I'm a little bit worried with um, our, our choice of center backs. Um, because if Maguire is injured, I, I'm quite worried. I think we will go with a back five because he's taken so many defenders. Uh, I feel like the selection was okay. Arguably, I think James and Basaka have had better seasons than Trent, but then, you know, we know Trent is class, but then at the same time, if we do play a back five, Trent doesn't have experience playing in a back five, so we're just assuming he can play there. Um, I just think a few of the things I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about, especially, especially if Maguire is not fully fit, I think we do have quite a shaky defence. But... Overall, I feel like, yeah, you could say he's done the best. Maybe a few decisions are a bit, uh, and the, but, you know, what can you do? That's just my opinion. It's, it's all right. It's not great. No offence, but it's all right. Adam? Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've been hearing good things about Tamori at Milan. Um, so maybe I would have had him in. Um, 
uh, perhaps over one of the other central defenders. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so a little stat about Tamori for everyone that's watching or listening at home. Tamori, when he got there, went on loan, as we know, and they're trying to buy him now. When he first went on loan, they were looking for him to be a backup. But then he replaced their captain, their centre-back captain at the time uh, and got in the team and done that. But the issue with Tamori was is he had he's had a good three, four months. He hasn't had the constant majority of these players have been playing since the start of the season to the end. They, there's been no where they anything's happened. So, And also, he's gone to Milan. He's gone abroad. So, it shouldn't, but it's the English way, it shouldn't put anything against him, but it's also, at the same time, put a little bit against him because he's gone abroad. He isn't in that premiership eyes. Um, which, by the way, apparently they're close to finalising a £25 million deal AC Milan to buy him from Chelsea to keep him out there. So that also puts across how good he is. And if you've got Paolo Maldini turning around going, he's an absolute excellent centre-back, then you're going to listen. Um, so he's one of those that are, I'm very surprised about. Adam, carry on, sorry. Uh, if, if anything, that should work in his favour. I like the fact, it's, it's really refreshing, actually, that we've got Bellingham, Sancho... Trippier, uh, those three players that play abroad, I kind of like that rather than them all being in the champ- uh, mm-hmm. in the championship in the Premier League because it kind of it, it allows them to gather expertise about different leagues and, and how different players kind of like to play and, and just little tricks. So um, maybe that's one person I would have put in, um, perhaps head of Tyrone Mings or, or someone like that. Um, but over, I think it was a really tough decision for him with right backs. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. Matthew made the point about Wan-Bissaka. Um, I think you, you'd you go with him if you play a back four. But then again, you've got James, who could probably play well in back four, and Walker as well. Whereas with someone like Alexander-Arnold, you'd be a bit nervous about playing him in the back four. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's a really good shout, Wan-Bissaka. Um, but I don't think he gets in um, over our current right-backs um, because... I mean, you've got Trippier there as well, who, who played really well in 2018. Um, I thought he was actually one of the players of the tournament um, mm. in the World Cup in Russia. Yeah. So, yeah, but mm. I think overall, yeah, I think um, overall as well, I mean, Chilwell really impressed me, as well as James mm. in the Champions League final. I thought he's very, he's an unsung hero. Luke Shaw's had a very good season as well. Um, so overall, I don't really have any complaints. I'm just, as Matthew Rightly pointed out, I think it's just about the the centre backs for me, which is a tiny bit of a concern. But hopefully, you know, have either Walker or James who could do a pretty good job at right centre back if we do go with the five. David, mm. yeah, um, I'm quite impressed with the amount of, well, with the the talent actually on, as in the the right and the left back, left, right, wing back, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, the you know, like the likes of James, um, Chilwell, uh, Trippier, Walker. I think we've got some really good talent down those wings going like um centre back I forgot who we actually um put in the centre backs actually. Uh, um, Tyron Mings, John Stones. I think Maguire has to be some like of like a starter. Um, Connor. Connor Cody um, has had a 
a decent season from what I've seen anyway. Uh, and he's and he's a a good defender, but I don't know. I'm definitely happy with the the wing backs and and that bit more unsure about the middle of the defence, a little bit like the others, really. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, and I was looking at this and I'm going, Trent Alexander-Arnold is very much one of those players where you're playing against a team that are not going to attack you. They're ones that are going to sit back on you because he can pick out a pass from anywhere and he can swing across mm. him from anywhere. So you wouldn't want to play him in a team where we're going to be on the back foot. Reese James for me was the standout in the Champions League. If he, if you looked in Reese James's pocket, he would still have Raheem Sterling still in there, um, going forward, um, going in there. Uh, ben Chilwell, he he's very much one of those players that everyone wants to criticize. He is, and I do I do forget. I'm trying to find a way of doing this to other listeners that are not Reading fans, but Ben Chilwell to England is what Semedo was to Reading. Was he was the easy scapegoat. If anything went mm. wrong, it was always Ben Chilwell's fault. And in the Champions, and he's very much an excellent going forward, and he's excellent going back as well. Proved that in the Champions League as well. Uh, Connor Cody done is done well at Wolves. Um, he's more in there for leadership, and I and Harry Maguire is in there for leadership and what he's done at Euro. Tyrell Mings, another one that I get what people say shouldn't be in there, but. He's he's if Grealish is not there, he's captain of Villa, another leadership that we need someone in, and he's left footed, um, which will help if we play a back five to be on the left hand side of the defense. Um, for someone, if we play a back four, he doesn't have to go in there, it'd be Harry Maguire and John Stones. And John Stones, excellent partnership with Ruben Diaz, shall we point out? Um, in the second half of the season, them two flourished together. Kieran Trippier just come back from winning La Liga with Atletico Madrid uh, coming back from there and doing it. And Carl Walker. It, Carl Walker's one of those players that you don't need to say why he's in the squad. Um, Carl Walker's Carl Walker. He will give you a million percent no matter the game. No matter. Do you know what? He reminds me of the right-footed Ashley Cole. He will give you 100% or even more from zero to 120 if it goes that far. He's someone that is consistent and will work his ass off throughout the game. And that's someone who who I feel like is going to do well. The defence, yeah, can be a bit shaky. You, you've got... And I feel like he's gone for more... And Carl Walker as well. Look, we've got Luke Shaw, Ben Chilwell, left-backs. I would also put Kira Trippier there as well. Uh, he could play left-back and right-back. So you've got more, more versatility there. And on that whole back four as well, if we're talking, uh, Reese James can play in that in the back five uh, next to Harry Maguire and let Trent run forwards and do his crossing uh, and then use that pace and power of Reese James to do it. Um, yeah, I, I can see where there's that. But then at the same time, I can see where he's gone with the versatility of it, depending on who we're playing against, depending on how he lines up. So I get that. Uh, and I'm excited. He's towards the back four and Chilwell's the back five player, mm. you know, and, and, and you know, it, it gives us that option as well. So I'm, I'm happy. I didn't even talk about Luke Shaw. Back. What an excellent season he's had since Mourinho's left. Um, completely yeah. different. He mm. seems like the Luke Shaw that we all thought was at Southampton. Going back, yeah. going forwards, yeah. crossing it in. Excellent work rate, defending, physically strong as well. So uh, it's a lovely battle to have at that left-back and right-back position with Chilwell and Luke Shaw going at it. I'm su- I'm interested to see who he picked. Um, ben Chilwell won't be playing when we record this. 
because he's just celebrating. He's still probably pissed from the Champions League. Um, but I presume Luke Shaw will probably be playing that uh, going forward. Uh, let's go in the midfielders, if you guys are ready. Uh, Jude Bellingham, uh, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice are all in the Euros centre midfielders. Uh, let's go around quickly. Uh, David, I'll go to you first. Uh, what have you made of the centre mids? I think we're quite um, lucky to have quite a good uh, centre mid group there, really. Uh, Mason Mount has shown his quality in Chelsea's team. Mm. Um, Bellingham's had a, a good sort of season over at Dortmund and the same with Rice at West Ham. Um, Henderson, I haven't really seen so much of him this season. Um, but I think generally we've got some good midfield players there that can, can do a job for us. Uh, Matthew? Going forward. Yeah, um, yeah honestly, quality, to be honest, obviously, Henderson's just a natural captain and leader. So, you know, with him, you know that he's going to be able to sort of take like, the likes of Bellingham, Mount, even Rice under his wing and just sort of show them sort of how it's done playing at, even playing at the top level for years now. And I just think we've just got like, obviously the attacks where I think we're strongest, but our midfield is so close in comparison, I think, to that. With, you know, we've got solid CDMs in there, then you've got Bellingham and Mount, which are very good attacking. I think we're very, this is a very good position for us. You could also put in there uh, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish yeah, exactly. um, as well in the mids, but they're, they're classed according to this uh, in forwards, in yeah, the forward section. They'll play, forward, they'll play midfield, but, still, um, yeah, we'll... but yeah, according to this. Uh, Adam? Uh, yeah, I think it's the right call. I mean, people were questioning the inclusion of Calvin Phillips, but I think we need a more conservative midfielder in there to kind of balance things out a bit. I mean, you could say Ward Prowse should have been in there, for his set pieces, I mean, especially after how we utilised them in 2018 with the, you know with the corners and the love train, mm-hmm. if you remember oh. that. Uh, the oh, all aboard the love train! I can love that. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's, it's it's those marginal gains which got us so far in the competition. Yeah. Um, so you could argue that Will Prowse should be in there, but I think we did need a more conservative midfielder in there, and that's why why we have Phillips and. Um, no, overall, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm really excited to see Mason Mount a bit more. Mm. I think Rice is fantastic mm. footballer. And um, I'm really excited, actually, about this midfield. I think it you know, it could lead us to, to great things. Are we finally mm. shutting the case down of it has to be Mason Mount or Jack Grealish? Because for me, that was never a case. Two different positions, two different type of players. Mm. Uh, Mason Mount controversially, and I will say this, for me, it's better than Jack Grealish. Um, but Grealish is better on the wing cutting in and, gr- and grabbing those fouls and getting us going, going forward. And Mason Mount knows how to find that pass. Um, I think, and I saw someone say the other day, I can't remember, I think it was Mark Goldbridge or, or someone else. I can't remember who I saw say this, but someone said if Mason Mount wasn't in, and Mason Mount wasn't in that Chelsea team, they would not have won that Champions League and they wouldn't have finished in the top four. And I agree with that. He has piggybacked Chelsea through him and a certain player who I'm absolutely in love with and deserves the Ballon d'Or, by the way, at the end of this year, and Golo Kante, um, who I think deserves to win it because just his smile alone deserves it on its own. Not Timo Werner. 
no. Timo, do you know what? I'm not going to get into him because I could go on a rant about him. How much? Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is England. Not Timo. I would go on a rant about him another time. Um, so for me, I think it's great. Jude Bellingham has been it got into the uh, Dortmund team uh, very easily when he went out there. Excellent. Jordan Henderson, yeah. another leadership that we need in that midfield to pull and drag players at different places. And what he does with the Liverpool team is Mason Mapp just told him. Calvin Phillips, he's one of those players who I feel like has been put into the England team to when Jordan Henderson says that he's had enough now and he doesn't want to do it anymore, he's the easy replacement. So it's very much of him learning and understanding what it takes in a European competition or a tournament with England, how to get there. It's sort of like a teaching lesson. And you always get one of these players that come in that you don't really expect or don't like. Theo Walcott was there and didn't really play a minute, but he was there to learn. And he was there to do things under Sven? Sven, yeah. 2006 Sven. it was, yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, was it that long ago? Anyway. Um, we so, got Lingard as well. But it doesn't matter. Link, yeah, Lingard, but he's still got a few years left. Um, he's still young. Uh, he's still got a few years to improve. <laughs> is, that, is that a running joke still going? <laughs> I see it everywhere now and I don't understand it. Um, but Declan Rice... He's been Mr. West Ham. No Martin when Martin Noble's not there. He's yeah. taken the captain armband and turned West Ham now into a top six going into a European competition next season. Um, so I'm very, very happy with that midfield. Right, let's go with the forwards uh, before we move on to other nations and then picking our... Well, not picking, randomly selecting our teams. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, 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 Harry Kane, Kane. Uh, Marcus Rashford, uh, Saka, uh, Bakaya Sako, uh, Jordan, uh, Jaden Sancho, fucking hell, my mouth, uh, and Raheem Sterling are all the ones. Matthew, I'll go to you. What have you made of our forwards? And should we just have two people defence and about six up front? You see, the thing is, I think this season for England, especially like our forwards have been so good that it was so hard for Southgate to make these choices. I feel like I, I am, due to his form and the fact that he apart from Harry Kane, is the second highest English scorer in England at the moment. I was upset Jesse Lingard was left out. I'll be honest, because I feel like with his run of form, sometimes form is what you need in these big tournaments. If a player is on form, I, I would have personally picked Lingard, because when a player's playing with that confidence, he's going to play well. And then also I thought possibly Bamford deserved it after his seat. I thought he acted really quite well. I don't Because I don't, I don't think personally, like let's be honest, Calvert-Lewin probably isn't really going to play, but I feel like Bamford would have been better in there instead of him. However, come on, let's look at the attack. We've got, it's, it is brilliant, you know, with Foden having an unbelievable season. Greenish, when he was playing, was playing on, like basically carrying Aston Villa. You've got Harry Kane, who's just guaranteed goals and just to play well. Um, you know, Saka, people are saying Greenwood, they've heard him because he's probably a better finisher, but I still think Saka will be a threat going forward and he's versatile and he can play multiple positions, which I think is really key for the squad. So overall, I'm, I'm more than happy with what I feel like people can't really complain. We've got the main people and we've got more than enough options. So I'm looking through here, the Premier League stats. Um, in the top 10 of top goal scorers this season, five of them are English. We've got Harry Kane, who was top. Bamford, who was fourth on 17. Uh, Calvert-Lewin, who was sixth on 16. 
Jamie Vardy it was on 15. Ollie Watkins was on 14. Uh, and then the next one below that is 12. And the 12, uh, joint 12th is Danny Ings and Callum Wilson, who for me, Callum Wilson's been injured all season. So surprised he got any goals at all. Um, interesting to see Ollie Watkins got more goals. You've got the same, you've got full team um, and just missed out. Uh, Adam, go to you. Happy with that? Um, overall, I think so. I mean, how many wingers do we, how many wide players do we have? I mean, Foden you could, you could clout as Foden, Grealish, Grealish Rashford. Rashford, Saka, Sancho, Sterling. So, pardon me, seven. Yeah, I would have, uh, instead of maybe Saka, I would have taken another centre forward, maybe Bamford or Watkins, I think, just to give us a bit of a different option. I actually rate Calvert-Lewin and Kane. Obviously, I rate Kane, but Calvert-Lewin, I also rate um, and think he'll be a good asset to have. But I would have gone with one more central striker just to, I don't know, it seems like we have a lot of options on the wing. And Mm. I don't know, I just think I would have taken one more central striker, but um, let's hope, you know, let's just hope that it works out. Um, But overall, I'm satisfied with that. You know, you've got the likes of Foden, who, you know, is a fantastic player. Um, I'm excited to see him. Grealish, who's very good. And then you've got, you know, people like Kane, who did well in 2018. Um, and and it'll be interesting to see how Sancho does as well. Um, I mean, the one thing for me is Sterling didn't really turn up in 2018. Uh, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. But for me, I think out of the 11, I think even with Ashley Young there and that sort of thing, I thought Ashley Young actually played quite well in 2018. But Sterling was one of those who didn't really play all that well. But I'm still kind of glad that he's in the in the squad. I think he's a useful asset to have and hopefully he kind of steps up to the plate and kind of proves us all wrong or proves me wrong anyway. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm happy. But I, I would have taken one more central striker. Do you know what? I'm looking at... Bakayo Saka's stats. He's got five goals, three assists oh. this season. Nothing to stand out by. And then I then think about it and I look at the page and I've got one of those, the only, okay, Foden you can class. I wouldn't class him as a winger. I would class him more in the midfield, um, the more creative side. But if you look at those who are wingers in that, in that forward, Saka's the only left-footed. So are we are, are we going to say for me? I also said as well. Who did I say for the one? Calvin Phillips. I also said that you also bring someone who's young that's for the future, and you want them to learn. I feel like that's another one that they've done with Bakayo Saka, that they've brought him on to learn and to understand the England in tournaments, so that when it happens to him in, in later on, he's not shocked by it. It's not like an overwhelming factor. Um, so for me. I think that's why he's gone. And he's the only left-footed one. I've looked through it. Grealish, mainly right-footed, could probably use both. Um, Foden's left-footed, um, but he's more of a midfielder. Uh, David, i go to you. Yeah, um, I'm really happy with the forwards, to be fair. Uh, I am disappointed not to see Ollie Watkins go, because I felt he had a fantastic season for Aston Villa. Um, like... I think I forgot who it was, but it's a he's a different type of player, different option in the box, and and I f- and I think if I remember rightly, he came on as he scored on his debut, I think, didn't he? Um, the other week, I forget who we played, but 
all in all, I'm a little bit like the midfield, like the the forwards and the strikers. I'm I quite like. Um, I like Calvert Lewin. Uh, I think he's big. He's strong in the air. Um, it's um, different in one way to to Kane because um, I feel personally people may may disagree, but Kane is slightly different to Calvert Lewin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see the air, like aerially, I think Calvert Lewin is strong. Um, but... Calvert Lewin is like a poacher, and Harry Kane is an all rounder. Yeah. He can do everything. Where Calvert Lewin is very much give him the six yard box, that ball's going in the net. It's one of those. Yeah, and that's it. And um, to cut a short. Long story short, I am disappointed of not seeing Watkins, but I am happy. With, it's interesting um, because, uh, yeah, with Raheem Sterling, I think everyone's collectively said that it's probably been one of his poorer seasons. But he's second most Man City goals this season in the Premier League. He's got 10, Gundogan's got 13. And he's second behind uh, Kevin De Bruyne in assists where De Bruyne's got 12 and he's got seven. So for him to have a poor season and still be second in that team, it just goes show, even if he's having a bad... And he did have a bad day in the Champions League, let's be honest. And Rashford had a very poor game in the Europa League um, as well at the same time. So for me, it's all about now them going to perform. Sterling has now got something to prove. He didn't have a very great World Cup. Um, the last World Cup. So yeah. now he still needs to be someone that has showed that he could do on the big stage. Rashford is someone who, and don't don't get me wrong, what he's doing is absolutely marvellous, but he's getting more well-known for the stuff he's doing off the field than he is on it. Yeah. And that's yeah. not what he needs to do. He needs to be more well-known for the stuff that he does on it than off it. Um, and mm-hmm. Like with Sancho, he had... I don't know what went on with him. All those transfer rumours at the start of the season must have got to him. But they got to October, November, and he switched. He completely changed. A different player. A player that him and Haaland just absolutely ripped through the Bundesliga at certain points. Um, and Grealish, we all know. I think if he didn't get in, there'd be an absolute uproar. Um, mm. Foden has probably been Man City's best player, um, in my opinion. One of the best players. And I'm being biased because I really like him. And I think he's a fucking great player. Um, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, I think, is another one where I think you're right, David, in what you're saying. They are two different strikers, him and Harry Kane. It's very much mm. Calvert-Lewin. You give him in the six-yard box. He won't do much outside of the area, but he, he yeah. will do stuff in it. Uh, and Harry Kane will just go in defence if he has to and then go up front if he needs to. Um, so, very, very exciting. I just, I just gonna say, I just think we're really blessed with the forward players, you know. Expect like the younger ones that have come through in the last year or so, like Foden, uh, Mount, and so on. Like, okay, Mount's more of a midfielder, but um, and you know, I just think, yeah, we're really blessed mm. with a lot of top young talent in this England squad. Um, Looks good going forward, really. 
So, right, that's the England team sorted. We're going to have a couple of big talking points that have happened from other nations um, that we're going to talk about quickly before we go on to our predictions. Um, I'm very excited to see who gets, by the way. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm very excited um, uh, who gets who in this one. Um, so, uh, first one, uh, Laporte has been called up for the Spanish team. He only spent uh, four years in Spain. Uh, he was in the uh, France national team um, for when he was 16. Uh, no, he was 16 when he moved to Spain uh, and then he moved over to England. He's been in the France, uh, the whole of the youth of France. And then he got selected in um, instead of Sergio Ramos. Uh, massive talking point. Ramos mm. misses out on a tournament. Um, nah. good selection, free for all. By the way, I'm not uh, well, anyone could talk about this. I mean, it, I mean, isn't PK coming to the end of his career as well? Kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, he seems to have been he seems to have been around quite a long time. I remember him being in the starting 11 for the finals, the Champions League finals against Manchester United when they were. Probably the best team that I've ever seen, to be honest with you, mm. with Xavi in the those types of players. So, yeah, I don't think PK is young anymore. So, to, to have Laporte in there is uh, it's pretty decent to us, isn't it? Really, it's, um, it's not too but bad at all. I'm not of sure. Sergio Ramos? Um, you're taking out a like... massive leader in there, by the way. I know, but I mean. Do you think now that Spain, because Spain were the favourites in 20, from about 2010 mm-hmm. to maybe, maybe 2008 to 2016 in terms of both championships, in terms of World Cup and Euros, are they really the, the favourites for this tournament? Do you know By what I mean? Way, like, PK hasn't been selected and, and either. I think you can call... Really? Yeah, so oh, the, Spani- um, the Spanish defence is Laporte, Alba, Gaia. Paul Torres from Villarreal, uh, Diego Llorente from Leeds, Eric Garcia from Man City, who has just signed for Barcelona, uh, and Cesar Azbelagueta, the Champions League winner. Um, I mean, so, yeah. I guess they're they're playing, I guess they're you know you, because they're not really favourites anymore. I think France probably are. I think they they can afford mm. more now to build for the future. And maybe that's the reason why they haven't taken Torres or oh, no. I, I would have. Had I've I've just seen Spain. Are winning it. Spain are winning it. They've got Adama Traore in their team. They have the beast on the wing. They've won it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew, what is your take? Because I know you're a big Sergio Ramos fan. Um, I think that, in my opinion, it's very smart from Laporte because no, I've seen everything. The French defence, what they've got coming up, Laporte is never getting in that team. He is never going to get in that team with the defence that they've got and the players they've got coming up. You've got Canato, I can't pronounce his name, Upen, Henko, however you say it. You've got Varane, you've got Kimpembe, you've got those young French centre-backs coming up from PSG. Like, he, he, he's not really going to get in at his age. It was smart for him to go to Spain because he is a quality centre-back. I think that's a very good move. I think it was very poor. I can understand PK, in my opinion. One, one of the two, I don't mind him that, but both of them, centre-backs that have that are like some of the world's best centre-backs and you're going to take centre-backs with not a lot of experience and that are just, I, I get it, you're building for the future, but you, you, you need someone there with that experience and that sort of world-classness about them to sort of help them, especially in the centre-back position. I mean, obviously, I know 
Reading's nowhere near national level, but you've got Morrison, you know, and more two older players that help in McIntyre and Holmes. And you can see how much it helps them and how far those players have come. So I feel like to leave those players out, you know, take one of them for God's sake, but I think leaving both of them out was a poor decision. So yeah, it's, in, one. it's interesting because I'm looking at the French defence. they got Fa- uh, Raphael Varane, uh, Jules Kundia from Seville, uh, Lucas Digny from Everton, uh, Benjamin Pavard from Bayern Munich, Lucas Hernandez from Bayern Munich, uh, Kimbembe from PSG, um, uh, uh Legant, I think that's how you say his name, uh, from Barcelona, Kurt Zuma from Chelsea, and Leo Dubias. So there is no um, Upamakano. Um, yeah. There's no... Um, Conte for who's just signed for Liverpool yeah. from Leipzig. Um, talking of French team, let's keep on the French thing. Uh, Karim Benzema has been called up to the French national team. Matthew knows how I feel about Karim Benzema. Um, I won't put it too much on me. Uh, but Karim Benzema has been called up since the last time when he was uh disgraced by the national team for trying to sell a sex tape of one of his teammates um, uh, on the squad. Um, He has also been accused of prostitution as well in France um, with an underage prostitution. Um, Him and Ribéry um, were accused. Um, So what have you guys made of the old Benzema inclusion? Mm. I'm sorry. Is this a French thing? We've got Benzema and now um, and we've got Salibra as well and what he did I mean is this a French thing or what's going on here I'm so thankful you said that I'm so thankful you said that because if you didn't I was going to (laughs) I think I'm not 100% sure just as a side note I think Konate and Upamakano aren't they with the under 21s at the moment I'm not 100% sure I'm pretty sure I saw an up and up Mercado in the game. It might be, um, but um, he's just he's just I signed uh, think, for Bayern Munich. I think that's a good selection for France, in my opinion, hundred yeah. percent. He's got twenty three goals. He's got in the La Liga. He's got six goals in the Champions League. And then, no offense, you've got Giroud, who's got four goals in the Premier League. Who's had six in the Champions League. But I just think that with, they're not very broad on strike like proper proper strikers like you probably prefer Mbappe to be out wide because he's quicker um so I don't really have think they've got you many say that but you say that but the pace they have they got Griezmann who isn't that very much but they got Mbappe Coman uh Lima um Usman Dembele Yazim Ben Yida didn't he used to play for someone in the Premier League no I still think Benzema's a good choice uh-huh. Uh, and then they got Marcus Churam um, as well from Borussia Mönchengladbach, who, by the way, fucking great player. I love him, um, uh, Muk- uh, Marcus Churam. Um, his dad's uh, Eric Abbott. Uh, no, it's not. No, I think of a different player. Um, so yeah, so yeah, let's go right. Yeah, that's it. He was the right back, wasn't he? Was he the right back for Barcelona? Oh, he might have been. I think he played for Barcelona. I thought he was a centre-back for some reason. I'm going to go and Google. You guys discuss the French team. Go. Yeah, it's a very dangerous... Yeah, I thought... I mean, personally, I mean, personally, I thought it was good to have Benzema in there. I think, you know, I think in some ways, even though he's described as one of the, you know, best players, I think he's underrated in a sense. 
he, he doesn't get a lot of headlines, I don't think. You know, not certainly in the, not in the UK anyway. And it's a shame that he hasn't come over here because uh, it would have been good to see him. But overall, I think he'll add quite a lot to the team. Um, and I think, yes, yeah, it's, it's a good selection and it's good to see him in there with a team that will be favourites again. Um, I think having Kante in there alone makes them favourites for the tournament. I th- you know, Kante, I thought, was man the match without a doubt uh, in Champions League. He's just, he's an amazing player and better than Makaleli, probably. Mm. I think so. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I saw him live once or twice because I saw him in the Man, Man United and Chelsea, I think it's 2008 Champions League final where I saw Makaleli. So he's come to the end of his career kind of then or his end of his Chelsea career definitely at that point but um, Kante is just is sublime and he seems like a nice guy off the pitch as well so you know it's not just about how you perform on the pitch it's how you perform off it as well uh, not perform off it but but act off the pitch I mean you, you look at the 2010 France squad and mm. you had players going on strike South Africa mm. so that was all that was <laughs> yeah, all over Kante in there is, is a good <laughs> That was two years later or three years later was the Kareem Benzema incident as well. I think it was 2016. No, I think it was 2016. I think that was the one with the Benzema ribbery stuff. Um, but yeah, right. We move. I have a dislike against France anyway, no matter what they did. The only one I like in France is N'Golo Kante. That's it. I don't, I can like any of them. Um, I'm not, not me not putting against them that they're not a good team. I just don't like them. You know, when you just don't like someone, like most people with me. Um, it's it's like with me with them. Um, right, let's get into team selections. Group A or one or yeah, A is Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Um, in Group A, right? Who wants to go first? I'm gonna spin it. Who wants to have the first name? Give it to me. All right, Matthew said first. So here we go. Gonna spin it. I'm not going to cheat. I'm just going to read exactly what it says here. So, Matthew's team. Oh, he is going to the land of the valleys. He is Wales. Oh, what? I got <laughs> So, Matthew is Wales. Congratulations, oh, Matthew, yeah. on your exciting team. And there's no how Robson Carnu against Belgium for you. Uh, yeah. In there as well. Uh, right. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I'll go next. Oh, David. Here we go. David, your team for the Euros group stage is... <laughs> Are you feeling a bit peckish? You have turkey. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good t- good right. side, Fucking really. appreciate so. my joke. Appreciate my joke. That was a good one. <laughs> You could have just said Happy Christmas sort of thing, you know. And oh, fuck. Enjoy, I thought I could have used that. Enjoy your, enjoy your turkey. <laughs> oh, see, this is why you should be doing this. This is why. Um, between me or you, shotgun. Okay. Between Italy, Italy and Switzerland. Come on, Italy. I want Italy. I want Italy. I'm not looking. I want Italy. I am the cheese. I am the Swiss. I am Switzerland. Swiss cheese. Uh, That's not Swiss chocolate. Yeah. No, Belgian. Swiss oh. cheese. <laughs> Sorry, bless me. Bless you. 
dirty bastard. Just get the shit out of me. Um, right, okay, next so next group stage. Right, hold on. By the way, this is going to be difficult because I've got to do about four things at once to make sure I can get this all right for everyone. So give me a second. So the next group is Belgium, Russia, Denmark, and Finland. <laughs> oh, I want Belgium so much. <laughs> if you get Belgium, I swear to God, you're not having them because you've really got Italy. I refuse to play like this. Um, who do you guys want? If you didn't have Belgium, who do you think is going to be good in the group? So is it Finland? Russia, uh, Denmark, Russia. or Finland? It may be Denmark. I was thinking Russia. that. Yeah. Oh, Russia. Russia. Yeah, but Russia were only good. I always think Russia were only good because of the World Cup was there. They had that atmosphere yeah, behind them. Didn't um didn't their coach look like Stalin or something? Yeah, then he became hole manager. Did he? Yeah, he left the Russian position after the World Cup to become manager of Hull. Oh. And then got sacked because he was well, shit. Bad, I um, I think that was then. I can't remember if I'm right, but I I remember him that manager taking over. Right, I, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first, okay. uh, and I get. Who am I going to get? Here we go. This is the big one. Big boys. Who are we going to get? Oh, yes. Denmark. I'll take that. I'll take that. If I don't have Belgium, I'll have the den to the mark. Um, Shotgun. Shotgun second. Oh, he's, he's... third. Oh, okay. So we already know the next... Oh, well, that's what we're doing now. Okay. Uh, David, by the way, was shotgunning. <laughs> if you didn't know. <laughs> right. So next up. So Adam is next. Remove Denmark. Here we go. The next team is going to be you are going to Moscow. You are Mother Russia. I'm not too too displeased with that. No. So Matthew is next. Is he going to the home of the former Liverpool striker Yuri Lipman? Or is he going to be Roberto Martinez's bitch? Matthew is... Respect answer. Roberto Martinez's bitch. He is Belgium. Oh, yes. So that means that David by... I'm going to tap it and it's going to do it by itself, which means that David, you are... Hey, Finland. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, Pookie, you are Timo Pookie. Where his name is? Uh, next group. Shotgun. So he's quick. He's going first. So the I'm next. Quick. Exactly. I don't blame you to be honest. Uh, next one is <laughs> Ukraine, Netherlands, Austria, and North Macedonia. So, David's going first. I'm going to go second. Who's going third? I will. I'll go fourth. I ain't got a choice. Oh, so, <laughs> David, you are first, by the way. I will laugh. Say oh, the group. Uh, we're in this group. We've got Austria, Netherlands, Ukraine, and North Macedonia. David, you lost. are now going to be cheering on David Alaba's Austria. Not bad, is it? It's not bad. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Isn't that also um, 
Marco Anatovic. What in the beating Netherlands one 0 as we speak? What's that? Scotland are beating the Netherlands one 0 as we speak. <laughs> Scotland. I'm glad they didn't get Holland then. <laughs> Scotland winning Euros, calling it now. Uh, right, who, I'm going <laughs> second. Was I was I going second? Yeah, you were. All right, here we go. Right, I want North Macedonia. Come on. I'll call it left. North Macedonia. Oh, I am now Andrea Shevchenko's bitch. I am Ukraine. Ukraine. <laughs> By the way, what a striker he was. Can we just point out? Not his stint at Chelsea, but what a striker he was. Um, Shevchenko. Uh, who's next? It was Adam, isn't it? So it's Who's either... It yeah. yeah. And so it's between <laughs> Netherlands and North Macedonia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Netherlands. So, Matthew Wait, who, who? and Adam. Yeah. Adam, go and get your weed. You are Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Come on, okay. Matthew, you are That's North hard. Macedonia. Shit group, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we say that, but we watch all the games. <laughs> By the way, I'm I'm not I I, I am trying. To, so on this, if you you guys can't see, but over here I have my iPad where I'm writing down who everyone gets. So I normally write down the whole names, um, but basically North Macedonia are now called NM because <laughs> I had time in that. Right, the other group that we all want, Group D, England, Croatia. Czech Republic, no, hold on. Yeah, that is right. I am right. What am I doing? Uh, England, Croatia, uh, Czech Republic, and the Isle of Scotland. I want England. I want England. There you go. Right, so who's going first? I'm third. Shotgun first. Wait, Matthew said third, I think. You said first, I'll go second. But I'll go first if you Shotgun, whatever's left. Okay, so Matthew's first, Adam's second, I'm third, David's fourth. No, I said I would be third, not first. Oh, you want third. All right, Adam first, me second, okay, Matthew I'll... third, David fourth. <laughs> yeah. Right, here we go. So uh, Adam is first. The team he is going to be... Anyone but Scotland. Anyone David, uh, oh, sorry, Adam, get your kilt on. You are a weird Scottish lad. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing was can I just say as well the best thing about that was by the way is when you said please not Scotland it was slowly creeping onto Scotland and I went yes <laughs> right I'm second come on England come on I want Vindaloo and I want I want the world <gasps> You got to hold and give, but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the line. They'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and attack. There's only one way to beat them, and that's around the back. So catch me if you can, because I'm an England man. Yes! I'm England. Anyway, next up. <laughs> I got quite excited by that. I never get to pick England, ever. I've never been England in a tournament in like one of these uh, picks. So next up is Matthew. Matthew, you are now best friends with Luka Modric. You are Croatian. Oh, yeah. And hey, David, you are Czech Republic. Man. Uh, by the way, so that means you're best friends with Petr Cech. Not that he plays anymore. But, yeah. 
So Matthew, so I get Finland. I get Finland and Czech Republic. Cheers for that. <laughs> yeah, you, you you have been shafted in this. <laughs> you have been. Sh- oh, right. Do you know what this? Okay, I thought I did it wrong then, but it's all good. Right, the next group, Group E, um, is going to be an interesting one. I think there's two main teams in this one uh, going forward. So we've got Spain, Poland. Actually, there's three teams in this. Sweden and Slovenia in the draw. Very shotgun. Uh, David's going first. Uh, Adam, you're going to go third. Matthew, you're going to go second, and I'm going to go last. Here we go. David, your pick for Please group, whatever it was, is you are now going to go and have a point with Robert Lemondowski. You are Poland. Been done again. No, I'll take that. That's a good pick, that is. That is a good one. That was a good that was not a bad one. Spain's the main one. Not bad. It's not bad. You just don't yeah. want Slovenia. I think that's the one that you don't want. So who's next? Is it me now? I'm third. So it's me. No, Matthew's. This is Matthew. This is Matthew. So, Matthew, you are... All I'm going to point out is the arrow is this far over. You are Ibrahimovic. You are Svidan. I didn't get England. I don't care about these teams. I'm I'm, I'm revolting. This is is rigged. (laughs) I wish it was rigged. (laughs) I really wish it was. Uh, Adam, it's between me and you. It's whoever gets Spain or Slovenia. Oh, my God. Uh, Adam, you are, because I'm last. Oh, you lucky prick. You are... Spain. Yes, you have Spain. God. Italy, Netherlands, Spain. I'll take that. I've got fucking Slovenia. That, that is definitely fixed. That I is fixed he... if he's getting. Oh, I've got Scotland. I've got Scotland. Yeah, to so, be fair, he, he does think, it all out. To be honest, goes... that's that, that makes it better. No. <laughs> David is so not happy. <laughs> In Finland and Czech Republic. Right, here we go. The last group. The one that I'm going to call the group of death. By yeah. far. This is Germany, France. Portugal and Hungary. If David want... gets hungry, that's <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Hungry now? I bet I do. Right, because Dave, David hasn't had the, the good run. David, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll go first, please. I hope you get the worst one. That'd be really funny. You can go off people, you know. Very quick. <laughs> No way. If he's putting his head in his hands, it actually happens. No, I'll laugh. Show me. I can't see. Wait, Mark, Mark talk. Um, Show now. David, you're hungry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. I can't. How on earth? I, I'm, I'm going to... By the way, I'm going to screenshot that and I'm sending it into the group chat because I am not cheating. And that for once, Matthew knows that I cheat a lot. Yeah, he does normally, but I can't and do. and I have posted it in there. Um, oh, do you know what? I feel so sorry. <laughs> oh, you're so sorry. Um, oh, that's, 
that's the thanks I get for helping you guys out. That's it. I'll go. Am I going second, Mark? I don't know anymore. I'm so confused. <laughs> that has really got me. I'm so. I'm so, I'm so sorry, but at the same time, I'm so I'm pissing myself with laughter at the same time. That's fucking brilliant. Right, let's go. Uh, who's next? I'll go. Um, Oh, fuck. I am Cristiano Ronaldo. I am a La Portugal. Yeah. Next, I'll go next. I'll go next. I'll go next. Why am I Portugal? Fuck, they're going to be out. All right, here we go. I hope they go through because I think this is who we have to play in the next round. Give me France. Right, so who's next? Me. You are the Germans? Oh, that's bollocks. So that means, Adam, <laughs> how the fuck have you got so lucky with your picks? You France, Netherlands. Prick. Right, let's run through them all. Anyone that's home wants to play along and uh, do anything? Um, I'm just quick, okay. I haven't asked these guys before or anything. Um, there is a Euros 2020 fantasy football. Are you guys interested in maybe doing it? Shall we do it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a podcast one. So what I do is is on Twitter and Instagram, I will do a link. Uh, if you want the link, uh, DM me. And once I've done it, I will get it open and get it out to everyone. So, yes. Yeah, so here we go. Here the teams are for each person. Uh, I have got Switzerland, Denmark, Ukraine, England, Slovenia, and Portugal. Adam, lucky prick, has Italy, Russia, Netherlands, Scotland, Spain, and France. David, the unlucky prick. Um, it's got Turkey, Finland, Austria, Czech Republic, Poland, and Hungary. Story of my life, that is. And Matthew has got Wales, Belgium, North Macedonia, Croatia, Sweden, and Germany. Um, <laughs> not bad, right? Uh, the uh, yeah. Um, sorry, David. Uh, but we will see you guys next week. Uh, next week, same time as what we would do here. Uh, we will be doing our predictions. Basically, what we're going to do in our predictions, I'm going to pick four or five main games in the first round. And what we're going to do is we're going to predict that and see who gets the most scores. And then we're just going to have a bit of fun and see who gets the most predictions right going moving forward. So, yes, thank you guys ever so much for joining. I hope you guys have a lovely evening and build up to Euros. Get ready. Go and go and get your football playlist ready. Get the Vindaloo. Get the Three Lions. Get the oh, fuck, I think, World in Motion, the one I sung, plus all the other crappy ones. Ant and Deck did one at one point. Go and get all of them ready. Go and get them all steady. And we're going to hold and give but we're going to do it at the right time. See you guys next week. Bye. Oh, and by the way, and a bucket of Vindaloo. <laughs> <laughs>